and welcome to Piece of Me, the podcast by Zalando. I'm Janine Matos, your host and Senior Portfolio Manager for Partner Services here at Zalando. In each episode, I welcome an inspirational expert from Zalando to take a deep dive into the fashion and tech retail industry and also share lots of practical tips and trends to help you on your own career and work journey. By the way, if you're interested in careers at Zalando, click the link to our job page in the show notes. Each guest brings in three items as they reveal their motivation, stories, and what they've learned along the way. A piece that is close to their heart, one from their career, and one from their time at Zalando. Let's get started with my guest today. I have Alexander Dohmann, Senior Legal Counsel, Environmental and Sustainability Law. Did I get it right, Alex? Yes, you did. And thanks for having me, Janine. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for being my guest. I am really happy you finally were able to join. I've been trying to get you on this podcast for some months now, and I'm glad that you actually finally said yes. So this podcast is called Pieces of Me. And as I actually kind of already saw, you brought some pieces, of course, and one that I really hope that I can get mine after the show. So tell me, what are the three items that you brought? Well, you asked me to bring three items, one more personal, right? And I brought a Kiwi. Okay. The second thing is more from my professional life, you said. And I brought uh, two donuts, of course, two, because I thought one is for you. So uh, hopefully later you will have one. And number three, you said something from my Zalando life. And uh, I already brought my cap. I mean, you brought two foods and one fashion item. So let's see what the stories are behind them. But before we dig into the stories, so you're a senior legal counsel for environmental and sustainability law. It's a broad topic. So just explain what are exactly the topics that you'd have to deal with on a working day. And what are the highs and what are the lows? <laughs> wow, what a question. Uh, <laughs> okay, what are my tasks? So I'm part of the legal team, so I'm a lawyer. That means, of course, I deal with legal aspects. What I'm dealing with is with all legal aspects that somehow, you know, have to do with Zalando and Zalando needs to cope with from the area of environmental and sustainability law. And as you can imagine, this topic is already quite big and it's getting a lot bigger in the future both because Zalando wants to be a more sustainable platform, you know, wants to create, you know, a business model that is more in line with our sustainability goals. And on the other hand, of course, there's a lot of sustainability regulation coming up. And we need to implement these regulation within Zalando, or we need to think about at least about these regulations when we set up new business projects, whatever. So if you want to think about my job, there mainly two sides of it. One is like there's a new regulation coming or a change of regulation coming and I need to think about then, okay, what is this regulation doing with Zalando? To think about what could be the effects, what do we need to do and basically translate whatever is there into the Zalando world. Make sure that we not legal people actually understand it and can support you on making sure that Zalando is compliant. Exactly, exactly. Because I'm just giving you the legal text and say, here, Janine, hey, please go for it. You'll probably say, Alex, no. Okay, so I'm trying to translate this somehow. And then I'm looking for people like you or others in the company where I think, okay, they need to help to implement this because they're responsible, it's their business unit, whatever. So I bring together, let's say, a project. Uh, bringing the people together, think about the project set up. Do we need to get GPMO? So the 
project managers involved? Do we need sponsors? Whatever, all the all the stuff. And then I try to kick it off with the responsible business units and then work through this project and support on, okay, what we do, is it actually implementing the law or are we on the wrong path? Do we need to steer a little bit back? Yeah, so that's the one side of the story. And the other side of the story is... Um, of course, they are just business project within Zalando where, you know, you try something new or whatever. And it happens often that they yeah, knock on my door and say, hey, we want to do this, but is that possible? Or what do we need to think about before we do this? New projects. So let's say new user experience, something new in the shop, new partners, maybe even so that you also see, can we actually go in that direction according to already present regulations and laws? Correct? Yeah, correct. Um, and I'm always, I mean, the whole topic of sustainability is a huge topic within Zalando, and you know that. And there, there are a lot of teams working for it, and they mostly take care that, you know, this is in line with our sustainability strategy. This is uh, where we want to go. And I'm more coming from the side, okay, is there a regulation out there or upcoming? I'm trying to ensure that we are on that path as well. You know, because you need to think about the sustainability world in, on the one side, the sustainability compliance. So what we have to do by law and the other side of the story is what we want to do. And that's more of the strategy part. But both, of course, need to work together and interact for sure. So Zalando is a big player. We are now in 25 countries. How do you manage to actually keep up to date with what's going on in all these countries? I mean, you can have EU based regulations of course it's easier but if they're on a local basis that's that must be tough <laughs> welcome to my life but you're right uh, yes of course like we are responsible for all 25 markets for all the regulations out there not only sustainability of course and for sustainability and environmental stuff um, basically me so it's a lot but on the other hand there's one thing helping me a lot and that is that especially when it comes to environmental legislation most of it is based on European law. So you have the European frameworks that set the scene, basically. Some of the regulations, they're actually called regulations then, apply directly. It's a European law applying everywhere. So that's easy, right? You have one regulation. It applies in 25 countries with the same text. In other scenarios, there is a European regulation, but in this case, it's called a directive because it needs to be imposed into national law. So then you need to find the national law somewhere. But because it's based on the European directive, you already know what's basically written in there. And that makes it a lot easier as well. So it's not as um, bad as it maybe sounds. And maybe it helps to say, okay, we have a we have a legal team. Probably a lot of you who work with Zalando had touch points with them here and there. And there's one part of the legal team more looking at, okay, what is Zalando as a corporation? What needs they need to be insured? Think about corporate law. Think about antitrust. Think about data and IT law. And there's another part, and that's the part where I'm part of, that are more like looking, how can we enable and ensure that all the business units can do their job properly? And they're called legal business partner team. So we're more facing the, the business units and supporting them. And one part is this uh, competence center e-commerce law that you mentioned, and we are like a, a great mixture. There are colleagues working on logistics law. There are colleagues working on product safety law. There are colleagues working on the real e-commerce law colleagues working on trademarks and IP law. Uh, and then there's me working on the sustainability side. Have you ever had the the situation where you got a topic and you were like, uh-oh, if we really don't get this done within the next weeks or something, we could maybe get into trouble. How do you actually handle then such a situation? 
Yes, of course, we, we do have these kind of topics. Um, so working in this, let's say, firefighting mode here and there, is, it's totally normal to us. And that's, that's why we're there, basically. And so some of these projects are like this. And that's totally normal for a company our side. I mean, that, that authorities knock on our door and just ask, hey, how did you implement this law? Please tell us, what did you do? And then you have really short time frames usually to say, okay, we need to answer this. We need to somehow present that to the authority in a way that they understand what we have been doing. And then, yes, there is some time pressure behind it, you can imagine. So uh, this, is, this is part of the job. I remember, um, especially the project we both worked together, but also another one where um, I worked with also a very lovely colleague of yours. And when the authorities knocked on our doors and had questions, the documents you'd have to share, like, 30, 60, 100 pages of details and data. Oh, it's not just a, an email. No, you have to really strip the London naked <laughs> on that topic. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it works, right? First of all, legal people uh, like to write and like to have texts, right? So this is our language, basically. But at the same time, of course, we, we can just give them some half information because then people would understand maybe something wrong. So we need to put them really in the position to understand everything. Okay, so let's go into the pieces because now I want to know why a kiwi is the piece that is close to your heart. Yes, okay. You may be thinking I'm a foodie or something, but... Um... I'm hoping a travel story. Ah, you got me. Damn. <laughs> Good one, Janine. Good one. Because, you know, a kiwi is not only a fruit. A kiwi is also an animal. This funny bird that can't even fly. And this bird lives in New Zealand, and that's why the people of New Zealand are called the Kiwis. The story is that, um, and why that's important to me, is that when in my 11th grade, when I was uh, sweet 16, I believe, I went on a half year abroad to, to New Zealand. And so I went to school in Auckland to the Papatoitoi High School for half a year. And that was, of course, a big adventure for me with 16, first international flight, first time being really away from home. And then and going to, to the, the other side of the world. The other right? side of the world directly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it was an awesome time, you can imagine. Um, I learned a lot, uh, experienced a lot, solo traveling in Australia with 16. Crazy, if I think about it nowadays. I know even back in the days, I had to kick myself in the ass a bit, I need to admit, right? Because like 10th grade, that's when you decide about this. You're like, oh, damn it. And thanks God I did. And it showed me like, okay, well, um, you need to kick yourself in the ass sometimes. And it, it pays off. It's just an important experience in my life. And it's interesting that you went actually to New Zealand because I remember when I was in 11th grade, most of the people actually all went to the United States. That was kind of the place to go for actually a year. Why New Zealand then? Uh, that is a really simple uh, reason because we had um, a family friend there. So we knew uh, one guy in New Zealand and then my parents like asked him like, hey, you want to have our son? <laughs> 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 and that was, that was the reason why. And that made it a little easier, of course, because you know where you go, basically. You know the, at least the one person and that helped. That's really nice. And New Zealand, it's also on my list to one day you, visit. You should go there. It's uh, unbelievable. Your second piece, which is your career piece, is also food. Now you brought donuts. Is that connected to the United States? <laughs> no, it actually is not. Um, that's a bigger story as well. But I brought a donut because 
I'm an environmental lawyer, so I'm working on environmental and sustainability. And of course, like, what is sustainability? I mean, I'm asking you, Janine, what is sustainability? Do you know? Uh, that's, that's a very big question. Where to start? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And that's the problem. Of course, you can define sustainability and you can think about what it actually is. But there's one like picture that is really easy to, to grasp and it's in my head a lot. So, And that has to do with, with the sweets here. Because if you think about our Earth, right? Our Earth is an ecosystem. It needs to function so we can live here, of course. But if you amend this ecosystem too much, if you put too much things into this ecosystem that don't belong there, think about greenhouse gases, you know, the big climate change topic, you're just changing this system too much. We're all aware of this. And so we know there is this earth and there is an outer ceiling of things we can do to this earth. And after this, there is a tipping point, right? There's so much we can do to this earth and it can tackle it, but at one point it will tip. So there's an outer ceiling. That's the one side of the story of sustainability, by the way. And the other side is, well, it's not only about the ecological system, you know. We are humans, and we want to ensure that all of our humans worldwide at least ensure that they, the basic human needs are covered. Housing, food, you name it. So we don't want to fall short on this. So you have the outer ceiling and you have an inner ceiling. And you probably realized already what I'm talking. If you put it into a picture you get to a donut. You know, you have the outer ceiling and you have the inner ceiling that's a hole in the donut. And we need to ensure, and that's one way to think about what we want to achieve with sustainability, that we are within the donut, within the dough. We keep in this space. So we don't, you know, change the earth too much so we are out of the donut. But at the same time, we ensure that we're not falling short on the basic human needs. And that's called the donut economy. It's a concept. It's not my idea, right? Um, it's a big concept. And I just like the picture a lot because it helps a little bit. Okay, this is where we're heading. This is what we want to achieve. And that's why I brought a donut. And of course, that you can eat it afterwards. I never heard about the donut economy. And I think that's actually looking into the idea of sustainability and how like, hey, we don't want to damage the earth. We want to still maintain our basic needs. That's a really nice, visible explanation. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you work within sustainability or outside of it, but having like this compass to know, okay, this is what we're trying to do, is super helpful, I feel like, because otherwise sometimes you can get lost into this, okay, what is actually the target picture here? Okay, so I really like how your first two pieces were actually food, but the stories. What does your cap then has to do with Zalando? So I'm not eating my cap, first of all. It's not an Instagram video. Is it a cake or is it a cap? Nope. Well, why did I bring that one? Because it basically shows like, I mean, we like working at Zalando, but I really like that you can wear what you want. You can be yourself, basically. I know that this has a value, especially because, you know, before I started working for Zalando, I was a lawyer in a law firm, so an attorney for seven to eight years. If you're really an attorney, you you dress differently, I can tell you. Um, so at the beginning, I was wearing a suit and tie every day. You know, I was sitting alone in my office, not meeting anybody and had to wear a suit and a tie, right? This kind of work. And there's nothing wrong with, with suit and tie. It's just like if you need to wear it every day, it's kind of weird, right? Um, and so this cap kind of symbolizes not only that you can wear what you want here, but that you can, that I feel like working here you're a lot more yourself, at least I am a lot more myself. That's one of the reasons I like to work here so much, right? Because 
you come to the office, you have fun, you can talk to people in, in your normal sort of way of uh, talking. Yeah. So that's part of my why I'm here and why I'm working at Zalando. And that's why I brought this, this cap. When I started working on projects where I had somebody from the legal team included, you always think like, oh, no, now there's lawyers coming. Oh, no, do I have to be different? And do I have not to speak different, <laughs> maybe? When I started working with the legal team on different projects, I was like, I mean, of course, you're not all like in the show suits, in suits. And like, this is still Zalando. It was it made it also easier to work with a topic that can look very dry from the outside and then actually see you can work on this with easygoing people. 100%, yeah. Even lawyers are humans, right? You would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so I totally agree and uh, like that a lot. So Alex, thank you so much for your pieces and for sharing your stories. Before we wrap up, do you have any final words or any advice for the audience who might be interested in the e-commerce law or sustainability? What are your closing wise words? Yeah, wow, my wise words. Uh, maybe it's probably quite obvious and simple, but what I'm always thinking is like, whatever you do, I'm trying to understand the reason behind it and the why. Just because it, it helps you so much within whatever you're doing. And I know that especially, of course, if you do any project that is related to regulation, it's super important to really getting to the bigger picture and understand, okay, there's a regulation and some regulators thought about this and thought it's a good idea to do this. And they probably had good reasons to do that. We wouldn't agree with everything, but there is a reason behind it. And understanding that reason, what they wanted to achieve is helping so much to deliver on the whole project, even if you're working only on small bits and parts. And I believe what is true for regulation is probably true for all kind of projects that if they're business related. You know, if you know the bigger picture, what, what is achieved, it's a lot easier to work on it. And it's more fun, to be honest, than just doing the, the little steps in a silo. So, Alex, thank you so much for being my guest. Well, thanks a lot, Janine. I'm going to come downstairs to get my donut. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. If you'd like to know more about careers at Zalando, go to jobs.zalando.de. You'll find that link in the show notes. Or check out our Instagram page, Inside Zalando, and leave a comment about the episode you just listened to. Our next episode is coming in two weeks, and I'll be talking to another guest from Zalando about life inside the fashion and tech retail industry. And of course, there are three pieces of me.